and protection. And she's a, uh, what do you want to call it? Um, visiting professor, they call it, at Georgetown uh, University. And uh, she came from the Justice Department. She worked forever in the Justice Department. Now they've kind of, you know, the revolving door happens. They moved her to this university. They gave her tons of funding. And really her goal now is to betray and attack all constitutionalists and pretend she's the cat's meow attorney that understands everything with the law, with the Constitution. And anybody who's out of step with Mary, they want to say is a is a crackpot, is a, is a nut, is confused, uh, is a mm-hmm. either a white supremacist or um, they have untried legal theories or and she runs around the country really in my opinion this is my opinion to which i'm entitled libel slander defaming all of us on this altar that she's the expert let's expose her shall we yeah and and my question to her is uh first of all she says that i misinterpret my own decision and that scalia really didn't mean what he said and and then there was another time sam she was talking about us and others, just of all the people that you you lumped in one, but she did the same. I mean, she lumps everybody. If you're a constitutionalist, then you're a crackpot kind of attitude, and that's what she says. But she added when she was talking about us and CSPOA, you and me, and all of us crackpots that believe in freedom and life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. She said, the supremacy clause is very clear. So I wondered if she would consider looking at my Supreme Court decision because it says this, the Supreme Court in 1997, June 27, 1997, talked about the Commerce Clause and tried to uh, make sure that everybody understood the Commerce Clause, okay? Then he talks about the Supremacy Clause right after that. And he, uh, he, he's, Again, Scalia is so powerful in, I have to take off my glasses to read, so I'm just going to do that. The Supremacy Clause. Now we're quoting Justice Scalia. The dissent, that means the four Democrats who dissented in this decision, perceives a simple answer in that portion of Article 6, which requires that all executive and judicial officers both of the United States and of the several states, shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution. Arguing that by virtue of the Supremacy Clause, and this is really talking right to Mary McCord, I don't know if she doesn't uh, realize this, but the United States Supreme Court, at least in 1997, was completely contrary to her opinion, and it sounds like he's talking right to her. So, arguing by virtue of the Supremacy Clause, this makes not only the Constitution, but every law enacted by Congress as well, binding on state officers, including laws requiring state officer enforcement. Wow. Okay, then he he hits her with the clincher here. The Supremacy Clause, however, makes law of the land... Laws of the United States which shall be made in pursuance of the Constitution. Oh, that that word pursuance, ladies and gentlemen. That word pursuance is the key to the whole exercise, ladies and gentlemen. And I challenge any attorney on the planet on that point. What does in pursuance mean, Sheriff? Well, yeah, that means it has to coincide with the Constitution. And, And so 
here he goes. And then he slaps her again right here. So, and by the way, not in pursuance to Mary McCord, to the Constitution, no. Mary. No. Yeah, that's exactly correct. So the supremacy clause merely, Mary, merely Mary, brings us back to the question discussed earlier, whether laws conscripting state officers violate state sovereignty. And the this whole decision, Mary, talks about how the Constitution established a system of dual sovereignty and that the states are sovereign and that the federal government has some sovereignty. But uh, he already cleared that up in an earlier page, Mary, where he said that they were only granted, the federal government was only granted um, any enumerated powers, which means you could number them. You can go through their number. They can't do whatever they want, and they don't have supremacy, and uh, the supremacy clause does not grant them carte blanche to do anything they want, and the three separate branches of government keep each other in check, and that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing, and we're not supposed to be following you or the other people who lost on this decision a very landmark, huge decision when it comes down to state sovereignty. And you do not understand the Constitution or the Supremacy Clause or this decision. And I doubt very sincerely, my good woman, if you've ever even read this decision, because you would know this and know how wrong you are, but you will not pay any attention to that because you don't want to be exposed as being wrong. And you are wrong. And we're tired of you lying about us. So Sam and I would like to challenge you to an honest, open, public debate. And we would do, be happy to meet you at the press club in Washington, D.C. And we will schedule that. And we will have this. Uh, maybe we can get C-SPAN and some others to cover it. But uh, I don't care. I want to meet with you in we'll, public because sheriff, you can't we'll meet even go a radio cold. announcer or a former sheriff. We'll even be yes, so sir. bold as to go to Georgetown University if she would like. Well, I would love that, but I don't think Georgetown would like it because she would be exposed as as being That's incorrect. Okay. And then, you know, but wherever we go, we're going to, you know, her credentials are going to be exposed as not uh, being what they are, you know, and now maybe my she won't be considered Mary, an expert. My <laughs> question for Mary is what part of sovereignty let's just listen carefully, that Anton Scalia highlights uh, state sovereignty, dual sovereigns with the general government, the general government having very few and defined powers enumerated, the states having much more broad authority. What part of that state sovereignty does not relate to the Supreme Court case Richard speaks of? Because I want to know. If you're going to tell me it doesn't yeah, relate, I, I, and if we're narrowly interpreting it, then I want to know what's off the table and where you get that documentation. Yeah, it isn't I, there, I totally agree with that. That's a great question that uh, we, we could pose to her. Uh, but, you know, she's too busy being an expert and uh, and taking in all that money. And so, you know, that's where she's going to stay. Oh, and Sam, I, I'll bet yeah, you $500 to a donut. She will not accept any public debate between you, me, or anyone else who knows how to say constitution without choking. Well, speaking of that, if she does agree to the debate, I'll bring the donuts, Sheriff. 
absolutely. I'll bring yeah. the donuts. Now, what I'm afraid is going to happen if we debate her, she's going to freeze up like Joe Biden did just the other day. Uh, we've got a video oh. where Joe Biden literally freezes up mid-sentence while he's trying to attack Republicans. Uh, <laughs> Spencer Brown uh, delivers this piece to us, but here's the video of Joe Biden freezing up, Sheriff. An ally did not pay their dues. He'd encourage Russia to, quote, do whatever the hell they want. I guess I should clear my mind here a little bit and not say what I'm really thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. He should clear his mind and not say what he's thinking for once. Oh, my goodness. Now, I don't mean to make fun of him, Sheriff, but when you have a no, guy No, I, like I told that, you, I'm not going to make fun of Biden anymore. Yeah. He's the commander I, well, in Sam, chief, you, though, and I, this is you a, and I do not need to make fun of him. Every time he gets in front of a camera, agreed. he does it himself. So I'm not This is I a national security. I submit this is a national security concern, though. It is. So national now, security and... And, but but Sam, really, I want to ask him or his uh, press secretary, who Handlers. is in charge of pushing the button when it comes to war and nuclear warheads? Well, Who's he in might charge freeze up and not be able to press the button, Sheriff. That's it's my not point. Him. Well, we already know it's not him, but I want to know who it is. Yeah, so yeah, obviously it's not, it's not him, the guy. They, hold on. If it's not him, where do they get authority? Exactly. They don't have it. And and how maybe about we should ask Barry the, about that. Yeah, yeah, we should. How about the Secretary of Defense who's been in and out of the hospital every other week? No. Well, I think that Joe's a little better than him. At least Joe's not been in the hospital recently. Yeah, he I bet he's I'll bet he's been under some real heavy duty uh doctor's care because they have to get him uh, a lot of medication, Sam. Uh, and and I'm not an expert on this, and I've already told you this, but I've watched two people very close to me, my father and my stepfather, my stepfather, my father-in-law. I don't have a stepfather. My parents were never divorced. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but my father and my father-in-law both died of Parkinson's, and, and uh, Joe Biden uh, exemplifies the same symptoms, the exact same symptoms. And, and ladies and gentlemen, this, this is not a laughing matter. We really would encourage Jill. No, I'm Jill not kidding about it. I'm, to, I'm not laughing either. But We would ask but, Jill uh, to please take her husband home uh, where yeah. he can get the support and the rest and the dignity that he deserves. That's all. She She's really the, the most dishonest one here. She knows for a fact that he is sick, and, and they she's exploiting him uh, for their political gain. And uh, it's uh, and for the Democrats, it's more she's more loyal to the Democrat Party and to the uh, and to his political career than she is to him as a person. That's a sad tale to tell, sir. Yeah, for a wife. Yeah, it is. And maybe maybe her marriage is just a political marriage. But uh uh, you know, if, if people say, where's the evidence of, of any wrongdoing in this administration? Oh, my goodness. Where, you liars on CNN, 
where do you want us to start? I mean, it goes on and on throughout his career and especially the last three years. It is astonishing the amount of evidence of wrongdoing, criminal activity, uh, and it, it goes on and on. But the two easiest ones are, uh, let's talk about the cover-up of cocaine being dropped off in the White House. We could talk, talk about that cover-up. Uh, and then, uh, but, you know, all the Justice Department and, and all the other prosecutors around uh, and investigators are too busy going after Donald Trump for exaggerating on his um, uh, mortgage loans and, and other loans that he got. And Sam, the astonishing thing about that is that there's not one company that loaned him money that has complained. There is no complainant. There is no victim. There is no tort. Right. When the person that did it is not, that, that was supposedly a victim, is not complaining and is not part of this. But let me uh, tell you something else, Sheriff. I was, I was mortgage licensed for quite some time, and I, I did millions oh, yeah, of dollars worth of commercial uh, and um, residential real estate mortgages. And let me tell right. you something about the documentation for those. You need to be able to document every line item in a loan application, especially a commercial loan application. And third yeah. parties are the ones that validate the value of a property. You can't just run in there and go, hey, man, my property well, is worth this is. much. Yeah. Okay. You can't do that. Third parties evaluate it and they have multiple appraisal approaches uh, where they, you know, they look at rental uh, agreements. They look at value of rebuilding. They look at all these different re um, real estate appraisal approaches to confirm the values. So my question is, if Donald's really guilty of this, then everybody, every other third party in those loan applications is guilty too. Where's the prosecution of those people? However, yeah, if those I mean, people are fine, then Donald's fine. It doesn't work absolutely. the way they're claiming it works. An amazing point, Sam. An amazing point. Uh, you're absolutely correct. And, and the, where are they? I mean, what did they do? And not only that, but to find him guilty of uh, civil fraud, they have to prove that the state of New York is out $355 million. They have to prove that has not. to be documented as well. That's right. But it even gets worse, but, Sheriff, because if I manipulate an appraisal or I lean on an appraiser to change a value or set a value that's not correct or anything else, if I manipulate that third party in any way, buddy, you go to jail for that kind of stuff. You violate your fiduciary responsibility. You literally go to prison for that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, where are yeah. these people? Where, who gave the appraisal on the property that was lent on? I want to know. Yeah. None of that's being discussed. And it's a shame. It's, it's, it's very uh, powerfully, a, a very powerful indication, Sam, that what you and I have talked about for the last 10, 15, 20 years is that the corruption in Washington, D.C. and the corruption across this country with these so-called attorney generals and local DAs prosecuting Donald Trump for this kind of stuff, it, this is all boiled down to more evidence of election fraud across this country. Amen. No question. And again, I, I guarantee you, if we were to, to really debate, Mary McCord should freeze up like Joe just did. If we were to debate these people on these loans and these, these court cases against Donald, where's the third parties that gave the appraisals on the property that was lent on? In every loan application, every line okay. item that you claim, 
you have to to produce documentation in the loan file that relates to that line item. If you claim you make this much money, I need to see pay stubs. I need to see bank deposits. I need to call and do a verification of employment. Now that's kind of a, on the personal level, but on the corporate level, it's even more rigorous, Sheriff. It just is. No one can argue with yeah. me about this. No, you're right. Yeah, no, you're you're the expert on that one. No question about it. And, and I'm just saying, you've got to have the property appraised. Uh, when it's big, big, big deals, oftentimes they get a second appraisal for verification. Uh, you've got a document, uh, for example, if it's a rental property of any kind or a golf course or any of those kind of assets or a, a hotel, you've got a document, for example, the hotel uh, uh, night room rates and confirm how full it is consistently. You've got to do all these things to show not only is the property worth what you say it is, but the income from that property validates uh, the worth that it has. Because if you have a hotel that you say is worth, say, $100 million, uh, but you can't show receipts that people are staying at your hotel, they're not going to give you that kind of money. They're going to say, look, you don't have uh, the room rates or the support rate for this. You don't have the, the fill right. rate that we need to see here. Okay, there's all kinds yeah. of those technical details that go into these loans. And to say Donald single-handedly just frauded them all, are you kidding me? It isn't true. <laughs> Yeah, and, and a lot of those companies uh, testified. The, the CEOs of those companies testified. We're not out anything. We'd loan him again tomorrow. Yeah. So, well, why wouldn't they? If they got paid back successfully, why would. wouldn't they? Yeah. And, and I thought for that's any what judge to did. come out with this crap, uh, th this judge is a joke. He was making a joke of it all the, long, all the way through. Uh, and this is just an indication, again, of the a uh, two-tier uh, justice system that uh, the Democrats mostly have created, but there's some Republicans a part of this as well. But it's just corrupt politicians doing these things instead of really going after real criminals. Uh, like, hey, Scottsdale police just arrested 150 people on some human trafficking. And that is the type of thing I want to see law enforcement doing nationwide. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Well, there is a good guy that's not a criminal, but as you know, all the good guys are going to jail and all the criminals are running around um, in control yeah. of the asylum. But yeah. independent presidential candidate RFK JR, in my opinion, is a stand-up guy. And he basically released a video yesterday and launched a petition demanding the release and the pardon of Julian Assange. He says he's a hero. He says we can't wait he for is. this. What's happening right now is they're trying to bring Julian Assange back. If he comes back, he will probably die in prison, Sheriff. Uh, and RFK JR is saying, no, we can't have this. And immediacy is the key. Here's RFK JR to make the point. You all know that Julian Assange is a heroic whistleblower. He stood up for democracy. He stood against the surveillance state. He stood against government corruption. He's battled for all of our freedoms, and he made the tremendous sacrifice where he now is jailed and faces life imprisonment and extradition to the United States. The urgency to pardon him cannot wait. It can't wait till I become president. We need to get it done now. He signed the petition urging President Biden to immediately pardon Julian Assange. Thank you all very much. All right.
Before we let you speak out about this one, Sheriff, hold on. Before you do that, I just want to let people know, if you go to sat123.com, you can get your satellite phone. And when all comms are down, when it's like, oh, my heavens, you will have the ability to text and or call your loved ones, check on them, and make sure they're all doing okay. This is one of the key components to your bug out kit. Uh, Sat123.com. Get your satellite phone today. Use the code MAC50. Uh, and you'll get a big discount. Check it out, sat123.com. Sheriff, RFK is spot on on this one. Well, he is, and and thanks for uh, adding that about sat uh, telephones because those phones are worth their weight in gold, and they can save lives and uh, save people from being stranded anywhere because they work anywhere, folks. Uh, this is not this is a phone that isn't uh, hooked to landlines or to towers here on earth uh they're satellite phones they reach satellites and so it's good all around the world anywhere you are uh if your children would have these when they're out and about or anybody that hikes or hunts you gotta have this phone in fact one of our good sheriffs just ordered one of these phones last week because he wants to use it on their search and rescue uh operation so that's sweet that's awesome Everyone should have these phones. Oh, my goodness, folks. Be prepared, folks, before the problem occurs. But, yeah, Sam, on, on uh, RFK Jr., uh, he has impressed me a lot. Now, you and I disagree with him on several issues. He has been a Democrat. Yes, he's, still, he's still quite a, a Democrat in a lot of ways. But he's an honest Democrat. And I appreciate his candor. I appreciate what he's been trying to do. He is totally anti-vax because the left was lying about it so much. He started looking into it and he wrote a book about it. He's a man. These people have been lying about this vax. So you got to appreciate his honesty right there. However, and by the way, the guy that I, runs I his up, huge pack, the guy that runs his huge pack that uh, ran the commercial for the Super Bowl with RFK JR came on Liberty Roundtable uh-huh. Live the other day. So we're going to be having uh, RFK oh. on hopefully pretty soon. Let's get RFK on here. I would love to be on with him. Uh, and uh, the, the other thing that you sent out in that email, and we need to put that uh, link to hit where you signed the petition to free Julian Assange. Uh, because I already signed it. I signed it right after you you gave me that uh, email this morning. Yeah, so did I. It's a great petition. Yeah. Uh, the link will be there. I forwarded the press release to Hunter, so he'll have that up on the screen and and make that link available and everything else. But what a what a great leadership position. Joe Biden doesn't even realize. Uh, I bet he doesn't even know much about Julian Assange. I bet he doesn't. Well, no, of course not. Uh, but but still. Uh, it's been pretty much the left and the right politicians who said that he was a traitor and that he exposed stuff he wasn't supposed to. He is a reporter, and if he is a if he gets stuff, uh, if he gets information, and he's and he puts it out, uh, that is not treason, folks. That is somebody doing their job, and he exposed some things about the deep state and about dishonest government and about dishonest, corrupt politicians. And he had put that out there. So of course they're trying to put him in prison the rest of his life. They're trying to shut him up. And again, this is an indication that 
the the deep state and Washington D.C. is so corrupt. They do not support freedom of speech, freedom of the press, and the right people have to express their own opinions about things. And yeah, if they expose stuff, they expose it. That's what most reporters are supposed to be doing, instead of lying like CNN does. And by the way, Sheriff, let me be clear about this too. I mean, I've been in the news media for over 25 years. Some would call me a a journalist. Some people call me a broadcast journalist. Somebody would say I'm a talk show host. Some would say I'm a commentator. Say what you want. I'm a newsman, whatever you want to call it. You're all of that. I am the guy that would do this, though. If it's a legitimate reason to be classified, even if I discovered it, I probably would not report it, Sheriff. Because I care about America first. And if it would put America in harm's way, I wouldn't report on it. On the other hand, if they're using classified as this token tag to get away with anything they want to and commit fraud and deceive the people and destroy the country, then I would report on it. And that's exactly where Julia Assange was on these topics as well. He didn't release everything he had. He released the things that he thought were, hey, this is not really classified uh, necessary material for the to the sake of the country, they're using that flag to literally cover up anything they want to. And, and yeah, Julian understood that. Yeah, I agree with you. Anyway. And and that's a good point. However, there's still there's still reporters who, if they come across information and they put it out there, uh, I, I don't think they can be charged with treason. You might say, hey, no, where, are, where are your morals? Where are your scruples, for heaven's sakes? Don't put that stuff out there. But That's I right. still don't think he can be charged with treason. Well, it's the who, what, when, where, why of a story. Uh, and in my yeah. opinion, what the government should spend their time doing is building credibility and saying, you know what, this was leaked. And they could even um, publicly shame a journalist. That's one of the things that we, we need to realize. Right. You can make something unpopular by shame. And if a journalist right. releases something that he shouldn't, that's classified, that really puts the company in, country in harm's way, uh, then you could literally say, look, this is what he did. This is what the problem is. This is what you know, the results are going to be. Shame on this journalist. And you can soil that right. journalist's reputation enough with that to where, hey, that, that journalist will lose credibility if it's not justifiable. Yeah, and if he's fired or he, he loses his career, that's a natural consequence of his uh, – Poor judgment, but at the same time, it's not treason. It's not he cannot be charged with treason, and this is a a a joke, and this is corruption, and he should be released. Amen. Let's pray for it. Let's work towards it. Good for RFK Jr. Now I know the good sheriff loves to go to Hawaii whenever he gets a chance, but sheriff, it's going to cost you more to go to Hawaii now, my friend. I hate to tell you this. The guy's name is Josh Green. Who is Josh Green, you ask? He's the governor of Hawaii. Governor Hawaii. And he is now advocating for a $25 climate tax to address the, quote, environmental impact of tourism. Uh, they say if Hawaii Governor Josh Green has his way, your next vacation to the great state of Hawaii will cost you 25 bucks more. Now you can say, Sam, 25 bucks is nothing. What's the big deal? They start out with 25 bucks, Sheriff. Pretty soon it'll be, yeah, you know, know, 499 bucks or whatever the case may be. USA Today with this piece. And they say the reason is, hey, all the fires over there because of the climate change and everything else, they've got to do this. Got to do it. They're off their rock crazy, Sheriff. And this $25 minimal fine sounds, you know, or I don't know what you want to call it, pay to play fee, whatever. Um, it sounds simple. 
But just wait till they put their foot in the door on this one. It'll get out of control. Everywhere you go will start to have attacks if this if this uh, is allowed to stand. Well, of course. And then California is going to add to the tax. Everybody goes out there to go on vacation. And then New York's going to do the same for going to vacation in New York City and so on. And, of course, Miami's going to do it. And then Disneyland's going to do it. And Disney World's going to do it. And, and uh, all these very, very wealthy states. And tourism has already made Hawaii a very, very wealthy state. Uh, and the only problem they had was they shut it down during the lies of COVID. And uh, they're still trying to get back what they lost during that horrible shutdown that was a complete farce uh, and, and political corruption. Uh, so, uh, first of all, wouldn't it be better that we spend that $25 at a local restaurant or... Uh, going on a cruise, uh, a, a sunset dinner cruise, uh, and that mo that money puts it to the people, and and it's still Hawaii is so taxed, it is uh, absolutely astonishing how much tax they have, uh, and it, tax taxed enough already uh, is of course the theme of the Tea Party, and and this is just. Uh, another absurdity of leftists who believe that spending money is all you need. And I just saw a, a rating of the presidents. Donald Trump was last. He was the worst president ever. And Joe Biden was number 14. What do they rate this on, on just how you spend money? Because that's all this administration has done. He and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer had a big party after they celebrated more spending, for more taxes, and more uh, government programs. And they had a serious, they had a big party celebration, and it was covered by the media, and they were giddy, and Schumer and uh, Nancy Pelosi were hugging each other. Because they were spending more money we do not have, and that's the whole that's problem. That's how they roll. This this administration is that they think they can spend whatever they want whenever they want to spend it, and there's no check and balance, and somebody needs to stand up to these people uh, before it's too late. Sheriff, do you like Musubi? Do I like what? Musubi. I think that's how you say it. What is it? Yeah, that's that that's that thing in Hawaii where you get a, a piece of spam and it's got rice on top of it and a block that you buy at all oh. these different stores. Sometimes it has egg in it and stuff like that. There you go. Yes, I do. Sometimes the, the spam is too salty. Sometimes the spam is too salty. But other than that, yes, I do like those and add an egg to it. Yeah, a lot of times they have an egg. But I look at that and I just go, mm, pretty soon they'll start adding a tax to that too, right? I mean, the, the spam course. comes in a metal can, Sheriff. Yeah, of course. It's going to ruin the planet. Yeah. Everybody eating that spam. Well, all you know, right. And then there the, is I, a real climate crisis. Go ahead, Sheriff. No, no, no. I want to go into the climate crisis. Go. All right. There's a real climate crisis, ladies and gentlemen. It's true. Just listen to me. It's absolutely the facts. It is not the climate crisis that you've been told about, though. And our buddy Alex Epstein over at PragerU.com highlights this so well, we had to play this video, then we'll discuss it. Yes. The world faces a serious crisis. 
one that will ruin whole economies and lead to needless suffering and death. The crisis is related to climate change, but not in the way you're probably thinking. It's the global energy crisis, a man-made crisis created by climate change policies. These policies have led to a shortage of fossil fuels, oil, coal, and natural gas, the fuels that provide over 80% of the world's energy. A shortage of anything leads to higher prices. That's just basic economics. Fossil fuel shortages have led to higher energy prices. And because the energy industry powers every other industry, this has led to higher prices of almost everything, everywhere. We are already seeing the consequences. Inflation. Inflation spares no one, but those who live paycheck to paycheck suffer the most. Every purchase becomes a major decision. Inflation in the U.S. in 2022 was around 8%, in the U.K., 10%, and in many developing countries, much higher. The leading driver of this inflation has been the cost of energy. Deadly winters. Contrary to popular belief, far more people die from cold than heat. Saving lives from the danger of cold requires low-cost, reliable energy. Without it, people on the margins can't adequately heat their homes during the harsh winter months. Even in wealthy Europe, literally thousands will die for lack of energy. Widespread job losses. When energy prices increase dramatically, industries scale back or shut down altogether. As the Wall Street Journal reports, Europe's energy crisis has left few businesses untouched. Some industries, such as the energy-intensive metals sector, are shutting factories that analysts and executives say might never reopen, imperiling thousands of jobs. Mass starvation. Modern agriculture depends on fossil fuels. Natural gas is a prime component of fertilizer, and farming equipment is largely powered by diesel fuel. When natural gas and oil prices go up, food becomes more expensive around the world. According to the president of the World Farmers Organization, prices are 78% higher than in 2021. In many regions in the developing world, farmers simply can't afford fertilizers, or even if they could, the fertilizers are not available to them. Not enough fertilizer means not enough food. While the whole world suffers from an energy crisis, the worst affected are poor nations who are getting outbid for scarce energy supplies. Bangladesh has recently experienced widespread power outages. They simply can't get the energy they need. A desperate Europe is grabbing all it can, leaving this East Asian nation literally in the dark. This will lead to civil unrest. We saw this in Sri Lanka in 2022. Violent riots racked the country following massive crop failures. A leading reason for the crop failures, a lack of fertilizer due to anti-natural gas, anti-fertilizer policies. The root cause of all these problems and the very real suffering that results is the same, not enough fossil fuel. But there is no need for shortages of fossil fuel. We have all the fossil fuel we need and then some. We are literally standing on it. We just can't get to it. We can't get to it because governments have decided we shouldn't use fossil fuels. They say we're in a climate crisis. But while climate change, humans impacting climate, is a real thing, climate crisis is not. The world is slowly becoming warmer at a cold point in geological history when many more people die of cold than of heat. This doesn't at all justify rapidly restricting global fossil fuel use. Fossil fuels actually make us far safer from climate by providing low-cost energy for the amazing machines that protect us against storms, 
protect us against extreme temperatures, and alleviate drought. Climate disaster deaths have decreased 98% over the last century. The only rational approach to reducing fossil fuels climate impacts is a long-term one based on developing truly competitive, reliable forms of energy, most promisingly nuclear energy. Unfortunately, instead of taking this rational approach, governments declared a climate crisis and started immediately restricting fossil fuels with no viable replacement. They pretended that solar and wind could somehow replace fossil fuels. But since these fuels are inherently unreliable, they can go to near zero at any given time, there was never any reason to believe this. Now we're suffering the consequences of their folly. Instead of rapidly expanding our fossil fuel production, we're begging Saudi Arabia and Venezuela to expand theirs. Europe, which once enjoyed energy security, is now dependent on Russia for the natural gas it needs to heat its homes and power its industry. And outrageously, instead of apologizing for the disastrous anti-fossil fuel policies that caused today's energy crisis, our so-called experts are confidently doubling down, advocating for even more aggressive elimination of fossil fuel production. Every nation will suffer from the global energy crisis, but those with the least will suffer the most. Many will die, sacrificed on the altar of a climate crisis that doesn't exist. How long will we let this continue? I'm Alex Epstein. All right, there you, have it. you can go ahead and stop that. Alex Epstein does a great job. I know that video was a little bit long, but man, it's just packed Chuck no, full I liked of it. the truth. Sheriff. Yeah, I really liked it, Sam. That that was excellent and uh, irrefutable. What he was saying was irrefutable. I mean, he's very well documented with Amen. that. And 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 this whole joke from uh, the Democrats and the, and uh, the people in charge in Washington D.C. that have uh, tried to double down, as he that term that he used, double down on getting rid of fossil fuels. The the big lie right there, Sam, is that that. Politically, they were taking so much heat. So, of course, they begged our enemies in Venezuela and the Middle East to uh, triple their uh, gasoline yeah. output, their oil we output. We literally have to get and, in bed with the communists to deal with the global exactly. uh, man-made, um, whatever you want to call it, green crisis, uh, green um, new deal, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Now, Katie Spence with the Epoch Times writes an incredible follow-up article. We're starting to take these clowns on like never before, Sheriff. It says this, uh, it, it says your junk science. And then it says researchers challenge narrative on CO2 and warning mm -hmm. collation. UN claims that human caused CO2 emissions are um, basically imperiling the planet, but it's totally garbage new scientists are now documenting. It's absolutely, completely bogus. Well, here's the kicker. As Americans struggle financially, climate agenda is set to spark new food price hikes. Analysts say the net zero climate agenda is literally attacking farmers now, and eventually that will basically attack your table writes Kevin Stockland with the Epoch, Epoch Times as well. Um, look, you're going to start to have your costs for food get out of control. Now, Joe Biden put out a, a little commercial around Super Bowl time, and he said, you know, hey, I'm offended that all the, you know, bags of chips are smaller and everything else, and, man, my ice cream carton's smaller, and 
shame on you know everybody for this and shame on these companies ice cream cartons are were smaller and, yeah so joe, the president of the united states starve. is going to save us from smaller ice cream cartons oh my god everybody's about to starve and joe's mad about his ice cream sheriff right yeah the, i now the I, world i know the american people <laughs> he, I, he said i know the american people are outraged because Things are smaller and the bags are smaller and the cartons of ice cream. And I'm not going to put up with this. Folks, yeah. I will make fun of that. That is whoever no his question. handlers were that had him issue that commercial uh, stupid message to the world and to Americans as if we're going to vote for him because he's going to save us from all, all these small ice cream cartons. Good grief. <laughs> it is insane. <laughs> well, now here's the next deal. The World Health Organization chief demands that we move to plant-based food systems to save the planet. He says his plan will save 8 million lives a year, Sheriff. You know what no, plant-based systems uh, mean, right? Yeah, th this voodoo science and stuff like that, uh, they don't know that. Uh, all no, of this is conjecture. Uh, and... Uh, the, the science really is just not there. Even if it were, PragerU, what they just put out right there, is very accurate because we've got to keep uh, the energy going. And then what he said, Sam, was really telling, really powerful. Make sure you have a legitimate replacement. If you don't have a legitimate replacement, all you're doing is creating more inflation. And not only can you not get get a hold of some products, there's going to be complete food shortages because of this, and that has already started. Yeah, you're creating a supply and demand crisis is what's really happening. The next headline yeah. says this. Uh, billions of dollars have been spent on climate change based on faulty temperature data. Climate experts now say they say that melting ice is the problem. The problem is they've documented it, Sheriff, and it's not true. The ice isn't melting. It's not no, true. Sam, the, the, the natural progression of things, uh, they, they want to turn any of that into that it was man-made and caused by fossil fuels. Uh, and so, of course, then they're going to take care of us all, Sam, because they're also kind and generous. AOC is so kind and wanting to take care of everybody. She doesn't know anything, and either does the Biden administration about this. And you don't take care of me. I'll take care of me. Have you seen the movie Overboard, Sheriff? It's an old movie, but it's kind of a funny movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Goldie Hawn and Kirk Russell. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, it's a funny movie. But in that movie, the rich rich lady is on the you know expensive boat and everything and she's like i just ate a bug <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they want us to do sheriff they want us to just move to eating bugs yeah yeah that's what uh, they believe the future be is well if if anybody wants to try to eat a cockroach you go right ahead because that's where this administration has taken us <sighs> Ladies, uh, sam control. i got a better solution I got a better solution yeah. for you. Folks, go to the CSPOA.org website and order your Numana foods right there and then. 
and get the foods that you need for you and your family. Be prepared because, folks, this is only going to get worse, and you better be prepared. And the time to get prepared is before the emergency. So I use those foods. I have them. I've got them stacked right here next to me. And I also go to the grocery store and to Costco and get a lot of canned goods, especially canned meats and beans uh, and vegetables and fruits. So get those canned goods and keep rotating those as you go along. Uh, But the Numana foods are organic. They're really delicious and nutritious. And they last 25 years, shelf life of 25 years. Most of the canned you know goods the that you can get will last spam, longer right, than their Sharon? dates. Oh, got to get that spam, Sam. In fact, I I have some spam. Uh, <laughs> and what are the little tiny hot dogs in the in the cans? The, uh, oh, <laughs> Shoot, I, I know what they're bags. called. Give me just a cute. second. But uh, but on the spam <laughs> thing though, you know why the Hawaiians eat spam though? In World War II, they had trouble getting enough food and everything else, and spam was created as an answer to that, Sheriff. Oh yeah. Very true. So, yeah, spam, spam. I remember uh, as a little kid right after uh, World War II, just 10 years after World War II, uh, we had spam. And my dad got used to it in the war. Yeah. And then Monty Python went spam, 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 right? <laughs> All right. They say, according to the World Health Organization, they came out with a new study. They say this, Sheriff. Global cancer cases will jump 77% by 2050. Global cancer diagnoses will reach 35 million people in 2050. That's according to the World Health Organization, up from 20 million in 2022. That number is shocking, right? Oh, they're called Vienna yeah, sausages, it is. Sheriff. Oh, Vienna sausage. That's right. Yep. I, got I just those. remembered. Yep. yep. But, but yeah, anyway, a so lot of this is shocking. Out of control. Yeah, and and Sam, if you start looking at the increase of uh, fertility, fertility problems, cancer problems, skin can skin cancer problems, and all sorts of other uh, cancer problems, uh, you have to start wondering why this is all happening. And they'll probably blame global warming and global, you know, climate change for all of that. And the truth of the matter is uh, the the technology that we use today creates a lot of that. The radar uh, and uh, like the uh, microwave ovens, microwaves are not healthy for America, uh, for people, for humans. Uh, and all the uh, microwave towers that we have all in our neighborhoods, Look at the technology that we have added exponentially. Technology uh, use has gone up just the last 10 years has more than tripled. And look at all these towers that go everywhere. All of these are microwave, microwave, microwave. And the, you think they don't have an impact on human health? There's, there's your real issue right there. It's one of them. Vaccines and other toxins you put in your body uh, are another well, for sure. There's two other stories I want to get to before the end of the hour, so we got to hustle. First one is this. Disease X. The World Health Organization, uh, the World Economic Forum, all these clowns are talking about, quote, Disease X. And what they want to say is this. Fact checks 
disease X is a preparedness scenario, not a real disease. And I want to challenge them on that because it's a preparedness scenario right now. Uh, but as soon as they fill in X with the next crisis of the day, Sheriff, it'll become real. So they're claiming it's not real right now, but it's just X is a place marker for whatever they're analyzing to fulfill it with or, or put in the place of X soon. So they say it's not real, but it is, or else they couldn't be planning for something. How do you plan for something that's not real, Sheriff? But the Constitution protects us from our own best intentions. Amen to that. All right, the last headline says this, California okays drinking recycled wastewater, wastewater to be treated for all pathogens and viruses before it reaches your tap. They've been doing it in Colorado, California, and they say this, they announced this, they called it toilet to tap. Back in the 1990s, they already <laughs> laughed at him and, and kicked it out, but it's back now with a vengeance, Sheriff. They're literally forcing this down the throats of we the people now. Oh, yeah. They're going to jab that down our throat. <laughs> yeah, they're going to jab that down our throat, No, no. Oh, my I'm heavens, sorry, you can't, this is just, you, you, you can't, can't sell me up. on that one. Just tell them. Tell them. Sorry. I, they're not going to sell me on that one. You know, and folks, I have about. 25 gallon uh bottles uh, out in my garage that i keep for clean water and uh well, i have also other ways yeah. but these people everybody needs a clean water source I, <laughs> I don't know if that's the clean water source we need to have but i'm not i'm not going there so toilet to tap sheriff is what they call yeah, it that sounds like a california plan go ahead do it because i won't drink their no, tap water there you. either no <laughs> it's like what is going on ladies and gentlemen i want to wrap up the yeah. hour and say this if you go to cspoa.org you can not only get the uh, new man of foods like we mentioned you can get the supreme court case sheriff richard mack mentioned you can get incredible books you can join the sheriff's posse that's how we get the money to do this show that's how we get the funding to do our trainings across the country and educate on the constitution and more if you go to sat123.com you can get your incredible satellite phone when all comms are down you'll be up and rolling keep track of your loved ones and make sure they're all safe and good. Uh, and every time you support one of our sponsors, you make it possible for us to be on the air, for us to travel to do trainings day by day. Become a member and join the CSPOA Posse, CSPOA.org. Uh, and by the way, you're going to be doing the Posse in an hour, right, Sheriff? Or, yeah, two hours. Two, two hours, yes, I will. I, the Posse's no. there, folks. Uh, please join us today. And yes, become a Posse member and be, become part of the real peaceful and effective solution that sheriffs and local officials provide Americans. You can also get the book, Are You a David? That really is a question for all of us. It is an epic David and Goliath battle, that's for sure. And we want to know if you're yeah. a David. Do you have the heart for this fight? Are you willing to stand up um, uh, regardless of the consequences like our founding fathers did? It is needed in our day as much as it was in the founding era of America. It's something that's vital. But we're flat out of time, Sheriff, so I just want to tell everybody we love you. God bless you. CSPOA.org. And I'm just telling you right now, we must do our very best in trusting God for the rest. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Thanks, everybody. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term 
large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. All right, man, the final segment, radio separate from TV a little bit. Wow, what an incredible hour with Chef Richard Mack, though, man. We covered a lot of subjects, and we really debunked this climate change lie as the real focus. We highlighted that Joe Biden literally freezes. I mean, the guy cannot be the commander-in-chief any longer, folks. When are they going to realize this and do something about it? It's a national security crisis, to say the least. Um, RFKJR standing up and doing a phenomenal job. God bless him. We've got to release Julian Assange. He's an American hero, ladies and gentlemen. I know he's an Australian, but man, what a, what a stand-up guy. What a blessing. He's the one that kicked off the truth-telling for sure in America modern times. That's for sure. Um, Josh Green, governor of Hawaii, shame on him for trying to create an environmental tax. It starts small, but I'm telling you right now, whoa, you'll get the elephant in the room pretty quick if you allow this to stand, ladies and gentlemen. The real climate crisis... Alex Epstein, PragerU.com, doing a phenomenal job highlighting that, documenting it till the cows come home. The Epoch Times, no, uh, not behind one wit in this. Pure junk science, the climate change. Scientists are now standing up, and God bless them for doing so. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. God save the Republic of the United States of America.